Welcome back to the NY Patriots show. Thank you very much for stopping by and hitting that play button. Uh, if you're a returning guest, that is what's up. I appreciate it. If you happen to like my previous stuff and this new episode, just hit that share button. That's all I ask for. There is no paywall, no commercials. All I ask for you to do is to share it. That's it. And I thank you very much for that. If you're a new listener, that's what's up. Also, thank you for hitting that play button. Uh, I highly suggest to check out my other stuff. I have had plenty of amazing guests on in the past as well as today. So definitely check out some of the other stuff. If this caught your attention, I'm almost positive my channel has plenty of stuff you'll enjoy. So just go ahead and hit that sub button now so you don't forget after the show. Uh, <laughs> after all that spiel, I would also like to add... You know, this is a topic, when we get into this kind of stuff and uh, get into, like, you know, as deep as we may today, uh, this is my opinion. This is the guest's opinion. Our opinions may not even match. We may not even agree. But we're both showing our sides or our opinions or our theory on this topic. I just want to put that disclaimer on there now. I'm not sure if I'm even going to put this on every single uh, platform I have. If you're listening and you want to watch the video, it may not be on YouTube. You might have to check out BitChute or possibly even Rumble. Maybe I'll put it out on Rumble. I'm just putting that, you know, just putting that out there right away. We're going to be talking about Balenciaga, and I do have Nick's on. Uh, it is a listener and a fan that does do their own research, and I have been actually probably bugging and asking for months now to actually come on. Uh, they have sent me so much stuff on so many past things and just like connections that I was like, you know, you got to be able to come on and cover something yourself. Can't you like, so I finally got her on for the first time. We're going to chit chat about Balenciaga. I do have her coming on for some really interesting true crime that like, I've kind of almost not looked into it that much myself because I just want to be surprised when she presents it to me. That has really piqued my interest. So she's going to be coming on again. But uh, this is Nix's debut episode. Um, you want to say what's up to everybody and let everybody know. I know you just recently made an Instagram account. You told me kind of for your stuff. Let everybody know where they can find that as well since you don't have a show or anything. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of um, I just started an Instagram account, um, you know, for purposes such as these. Um, and that's Nix, N-Y-X, period, one, two, two, three. And that's where you can find me, although I haven't put many posts on there yet, but I plan on in the future um, putting on there, um, research-related and topics that might be discussed. Very nice, very nice. It helps. Uh, it's better than nothing, right? Getting it out there somehow. <laughs> it's a start, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, yeah, I know Balenciaga... I know you and me had even mentioned uh, when it first hit, you know, everything going around. I was even like, uh, one, it, we, it just became a very hot topic. It was just all over the place. And just for myself, I don't know why. I mean, maybe it's something I need to get over for myself. But, like, I normally don't tend to jump on those. Because, one, like, for me, I'll have to do research because I'm not going to take everything that I see memed out as, as truth. And then it's like I have to pretty much put everything on hold and jump on that because I want to jump on a hot topic so people click on my shit. <laughs> you know, so it's like almost a double-edged sword. It's like I just have issues with jumping on stuff like that. But when it first came out, there was like so much stuff that I wasn't even sure if it was true or not. I know me and you had even bounced that back. Uh, Teresa, I know, even made a post saying how the reversed translation stuff doesn't match so you know whatever but there was a lot of stuff going on and i know you kind of definitely looked into it more than i was because i knew if i if i looked into it that i had to stop everything it was going to turn into me covering it and i just didn't have the time with everything going on in my life so i eventually got you to come on i know it's not as hot as a topic as it used to be but uh, I'm sure it's still interesting to some people. I'd like to hear what you have. And I do know that you had even looked into some of the 
stuff that I think we even discussed before, you know. So uh, here you are with the topic, and I don't know where you want to take this. I really don't know where to start off with it. If you want to start off with the history or what first, that's up to you. But uh, it's it's your show. So, <laughs> <laughs> no stress. So <laughs> it's your show, I, but no stress. I, you know, I started seeing um, people posting about it, um, you know, back in November when it first happened, and um, there was just so many blatant things like I was seeing and I was like is this even true and so yeah I had to do like a deep dive and um, find out myself and, and the things I saw it was just really wild and I'm like wow like how how can this even be ignored um but so it started on November 16th Lenciaga they launched its 2022 gift collection holiday campaign and one of the campaigns was called Lenciaga Gift Shop, and it was in support of its summer, or, I'm sorry, spring and summer 2023 collection. And then um, the other one was their, their Garday robe campaign. So the first one was the one that everybody was initially talking about, the um, teddy bears kids were holding yes, with yes. Um, BDSM um, apparel on them. And um, there's also like wine glasses um, or paraphernalia in the shots with the kids as well. And then the second campaign was an office theme. And that's where the um, Supreme Court ruling of the United States, United States versus Williams was in the background. And supposedly it was a prop that they obtained from like a different set or something, but this um, Supreme Court ruling um, deemed that the promotion of child abuse um, pictures was illegal and not protected under the Freedom of Speech Act. But um, internet sleuths started diving into that and they were able to find that. So um, there's a big uh, backlash because of that. And on November 23rd, um, the Gabriel, Gabriel Gallenberti, he was a, a National Geographic photographer. He did the shot with the kids with the bears. And he claimed he was not entitled whatsoever um, manner to neither choose the products nor the models nor the combination of the items. He said, as a photographer, I was only and solely requested to lit the given scene and take the shots according to the signature um, style. Because um, Balenciaga started um, kind of, you know, shifting blame. They weren't aware of this. So, they were, so know, the photographer was shifting blame on just being like, I was just taking shots of what I was told to take. Yes. and But Balenciaga was acting like the higher-ups didn't know that this is what they were doing with the photo shoots but at the same time you know you're in your position for the reason like there's a check and bounce system here <laughs> like um you don't you know that stuff doesn't you know doesn't get an okay without being reviewed yeah or it's supposed to be right you would right 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 so um um, social media users accused the company of sexualizing children in the ads and roughly a week later um, Balenciaga issued a statement via their Instagram apologizing for any offense their holiday campaign may have caused. The plush bareback should not have been featured with children in this campaign, and they removed the campaign from all their platforms. Hours later, they issued a second statement acknowledging the Garday Road office campaign featuring the Supreme Court documents, apologizing for displaying unsettling documents in their campaign. They further, further stated they were taking matters um, very seriously and taking legal action against the parties responsible for creating the set and including unapproved items for their spring 2023 campaign photo shoot. They stated they strongly condemn abuse of children in any form. They further indicated they stand for children's safety and well-being. Again, it's kind of hard to believe like that you know this wouldn't have been approved by the hires up and nobody knew that this was happening. No one knew this was going to be published. Like, you know, you're not making six figures just to sit around and just say, okay, not review stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, all that gets done, like, you know, just in marketing itself. Isn't mm -hmm. there a marketing department that approves everything? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. they're trying so, to make money, aren't they? Mm -hmm. So they want to make yeah. sure that this shit's appealing to somebody. Mm -hmm. 
So there's some target. Um, <laughs> there's so, a target audience. Know, yeah. So they're totally trying to like, you know, shift the blame onto the set producers and the photographer and stuff and act like they had no idea that these items were being put into the shoot. So on um, November 25th, um, Balenciaga initiates a $25 million lawsuit against North Six and Nicolas Desjardins. Um, I don't know if that's right. So when they filed papers in a New York court initiating the lawsuit um, against campaign production company North Six and Garde Robes set designer Nicolas Desjardins, the legal document alleged North Six and Jardine took part in inexplicable acts and omissions that were malevolent or at the very least extraordinarily reckless. They further claimed the Supreme Court papers were placed in their campaign photographs without their knowledge and had led to false accusations between Balenciaga and these images. Um, so then we go to November 28th, and they issued another um, social media statement citing errors. Um, it was a single photo they shared addressing controversies surrounding its campaigns, and they reiterated that they condemned child abuse and it was never their intent to include it in their narrative. Furthermore, it stated it takes responsibility for the said series of grievous errors. The statement is now the only photo on their account, and they announced ongoing internal and external investigations and new controls and said in part that it was reaching out to organizations who specialize in child protection and aim at ending child abuse and exploitation. The statement concluded that they want to learn from their mistakes and identify ways they can contribute. See, I didn't even know any of that. I had no idea that any of that happened. So, like, they're actually going to court and trying to put the blame on somebody now? And that's, well, that's, yeah, I mean, that's where it was headed, but that's not all. Okay. Um, so, um, there's two more dates to mention. Um, on November 28th, the business of fashion revokes Balenciaga creative directors, Demna, who we're going to talk about Demna. He was in, um, involved with the photo shoot, um, and was a big, um, designer at Balenciaga, but, um, so, the business of fashion announced that at the beginning of the year, Balenciaga creative director Demna would be the reci recipient of their Global Voices Award for 2022. But due to his involvement in the controversial campaign, the fashion authority revoked his honor and released an official statement about the update on Twitter. So, he, his reward was revoked due to the, um, due to the scandal and his involvement. So, the last day um, of importance... Is December 2nd, attorneys for Balenciaga filed a notice of discontinuance in New York on court as they decided to not pursue litigation and drop the $25 million lawsuit against the producers of a controversial campaign. So they filed the lawsuit, but they later dropped it. Uh, how coincidental. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, it, I think, I don't know if that's just because, like, they knew like everybody was seeing this for what it was and like, you know, no one believed like that this could just skate by them and them not know about it and this be published before anybody, you know, knew anything about it without being reviewed. Yeah, and also just like you know, it was just optics for it to look I don't know. Oh, we're doing something about this. Well, so there you know, all the pictures have uh the kids with the BDM, BDSM bears. Um, there is another picture of a little boy in what looks to be a child's bedroom. And there's um, a lot of curious um, items in that uh, bedroom. Um, obviously, you know, there's the bears in all the pics. The bears have been a symbol for um, pedophiles. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, that's another big Pedal tie bear. to all this and stuff is... Um, the symbolism of the bears um, and then putting the BDSM apparel on them. There is also a pic in the room um, that the little boy is. It's a child's drawing and it looks like a devil, um, you know, or demon. Clearly a lot of people are saying it looks like Moloch, which, you know, that's possible, but it definitely does look like something demonic. Um, they have a rainbow drawing, um, and, you know, with the rainbow, there's a lot of ties with MK Ultra program, pro, uh, 
programming with Wizard of Oz somewhere over mm-hmm. the rainbow um, or monarch programming. I think, Sean, also, I think Sean McCann's even covered stuff with all that. Yes. Uh, you know, the rainbow. Um, because um, they even stuff. mention it in Eyes Wide Shut, um, the, sto- the costume store. Uh, I believe yeah, it was. Um, I think Sean McCann points that out. Yeah. yeah and then with the. Um, Shout the out to my boy, women. Sean McCann, by the way. Yeah. Wake the, the dead. Young, <laughs> yeah. And also the young women in um, Eyes Wide Shut that Tom Cruise runs into at the party at the beginning. Um, they mentioned, you know, going over the rainbow. So there is a lot of um, ties with that. Um, then there's uh, rabbits in some of the pictures, the little toy rabbit. And um, the rabbit's also been tied mm. to um, programming um, with Alice in Wonderland. Also, um, you know who's taking weird pictures with rabbit ears? Uh, the kid from uh, Home Alone. Oh, Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, he's done some weird art, like in rabbit stuff. For sure, there's weird pictures and photos of that. Yeah, I don't know if it's true or not, but I've heard stories of him mentioning, like, the dark side of Hollywood. I don't know what's true or not. I haven't really dug into what statements, you know, have been verified that he's actually said or not. But um, it does seem like, you know, a lot of times these childhood stars end up living a rough life and he definitely looks like, you know, he went down that road at some point, whether, you know, I don't know how he's doing now and stuff, but, um, yeah, he said, he's said some peculiar things, but I have not been able to verify if they were honestly his, his statements or not. Yeah. You know, you know, what's really funny. We were kind of mentioning something before and I think that unfortunately this whole, uh, you know, stuff with Macaulay Culkin, I have found some very weird photos and stuff, but like when you start hearing about supposed things that he said and all these things, I feel like that came out and was real big during the whole uh, Italian fast food gate stuff. <laughs> we don't want <laughs> right, to say right, it. right, right, right. And like with that, unfortunately, there was so much, in my opinion, propaganda and garbage thrown into that. That it ended up muddying the waters, and now it's like anything that came out huge during that time, it's like you have to question and look at completely before mm-hmm. you even believe it. You know, because, right. and I do think there was a lot of occult symbolism being tossed in there, and that's what's muddying mm-hmm. the waters. It does not necessarily mean it's cheese pizza. It's mm-hmm. just something else, and it's being tossed in there with it. Right. Yeah, so. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but with the... Go ahead. No, I was just coughing. You go. Uh, <laughs> um, so with the rabbit, they also talk about um, the molecular structure of adrenochrome looks like a rabbit. So that's another tie like people have made. So if you actually you can look it up and the, the molecular structure does, it looks like it looks like a little bunny. Um, you know what's weird? So, <laughs> that actually might go. Wow. Um, I was, you know, I do Twin Peaks shorts or I try to whatever, mm-hmm. like every other week. Um, unfortunately, I don't know if I'm going to get that one out next week, but, uh, I, I've been trying to do that and I was actually looking at a few things, the molecular, the molecule, uh, whatever it looks like in that, um, going along with the ring that goes on the table. Now I'm going to have to start looking at the adrenochrome. Because now you got me wondering if yeah no because it I kind of almost does earlier. look a little rabbitish in a sense, and I had thought it was actually the molecular you know shape of something else. It, it could be both for all I know, but like that is really interesting that you're saying that now. I might have yeah to go look yeah. At that. I definitely can like shoot you um, some images I found that I definitely like outline it and show you it because I would have um, no doubt that David Lynch isn't putting that in his stuff. And I know I know a lot of people all think like the adrenochrome things like you know, completely off the wall bonkers, but, um, it, it is a thing. Um, there actually was a company called Ambrosia that was, um, making adrenochrome. Um, and there was an article recently, I think, uh, 2019 or, t- or 2020, um, they stopped, but they were doing, um, they were taking infusions of blood plasma from younger donors and giving them the older donors. Because there has been, even though the article says there, you know, the FDA says this is dangerous and stuff. You look up studies and they've done studies with rats, um, a process called um, parabiosis, where they attach the rats together, an older rat with a younger rat. And the older rat, like, um, will get healthier. Like, um, and there's tons of studies of that online. 
so um, that you can find, including government-like studies. Um, so oh. as crazy as it sounds, it is a thing. What you know, what's happening with it? I don't, I don't know that part. Like I'm not going to go down the QAnon, you know, <laughs> road. But it is a thing. It is actually a thing. So um, and it's peculiar. You know how Hunter H. Thompson included that in um, Fear and Loathing. Yeah, right. Um, so I, I the first time I ever heard of it was from going to see that movie when I was mm-hmm. a kid. That was the first time I ever heard of that stuff. So like yeah. even when it came out in conspiracies and started coming out with other stuff, I was like, oh, I actually do remember that though. That wasn't an, something mentioned a long time ago in a Johnny Depp movie. <laughs> And he's a real uh, Hunter H. Thompson was a real sketchy oh, character, yeah, yeah. like and and super like occult, occultic and stuff. Um, and some you know probably unsavory. Uh, That's what I've been told. Activity, too. yes, for um, sure. That's what I've you heard. know I've heard a lot of thi- <laughs> alleged things. Um, people who've you know statements from people who worked with him and stuff, and um, certain films. Um, that he supposedly uh, filmed and potentially involved with the Franklin scandal um, as well. Oh. So, See, I've heard of that type of activity, but I haven't heard the mm. Franklin scandal. So. Yes, yes. Um, there, was a, there was a tie made um, to him. And I, it was one of the a documentary or something I was reading on the, uh, or a podcast or something that I was um, researching on that Franklin scandal that he came up. Um, that he actually had made some of those films. So, you know, um, what, you know, what sucks about that topic. Like I, we even covered that on the occult rejects. I don't know how many episodes we did, uh, whatever mm-hmm. we did a few of them. That's like the Franklin scandal. Like there is so many connections and small little things and ties to it. It's like, you'd have to do like 10 episodes to even mm-hmm. really do that justice. Like there was so many little things that me and him wanted to keep going on with. We were just like, I don't know, I was like anybody even going to care anymore. But there's like so much, so much still with that that like really mm-hmm. hasn't gotten that much attention and I think should. You know? uh, oh, for sure. You know, and people like talk about, you know, Epstein and everything. And before Epstein, there was the Franklin scandal. Um, before Epstein, there was um, that uh, North Fox Island or whatever in Michigan with the children of the snow and. There, you know, you yes. just covered recent. You just covered recently the Finders cult and stuff. Like, there's th- this kind of stuff has been going on for a long time. Um, it's just unfortunately um, continues to fly under the radar. And even though, um, you know, more awareness has been brought to it, uh, so much is still swept under the rug um, and forgotten about with other, you know, distractions that they put out there. Children of the Snow, that's actually another topic I would like to maybe actually cover with you at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that, that is that actually, was that definitely. was wild when you put me onto that. I watched it mm-hmm. and I was like, oh. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it, was, it was definitely crazy to me. Um, so it, all that stuff, it, it's, you know, before there was Epstein, there was always somebody else. You know what um, I think is, is could possibly, unfortunately, be the reason why um, even like the Franklin cover-up, I know that happened a while ago, but, like, even now with, like, how that's kind of... Stuff like that's kind of getting a reassert, reassurgence, or however I'm probably screwing up that word. Mm-hmm. You know, in the conspiracy community, you know, like, all right. the things are coming back. I mean, we've covered them, and it's caught, it's caught some traction. But, like, I, I hate to say it, I think nowadays, because the, the Franklin scandal is mainly Republicans, I don't think it totally fits certain areas of the conspiracy community that would right. normally be making a big deal about this isn't because right. like, oh shit, that's the Republicans and only the mm-hmm. Democrats do that. It's everybody. You know, it's so everybody. it doesn't get much attention, I think, honestly, because mm-hmm. of that. I hate to say it. No, no, I, I definitely agree. You know, it's kind it's of... not Democrat pay, politicians to shit on, so we're just... Yeah, you know, we'll, people pay, yeah. Uh, pay attention and want to bring up the dirt, um, you know, according to their agenda or according to their, you know, likes or their beliefs and stuff, but you really have to look at the whole picture. Like, I don't like any of the political parties. You, you know, I think, I think they're all corrupt. Like, they don't care about us, you know. Like, they might act like they care about us, but they don't. Like, you know, and there there's corruption in all shapes and forms, you know, whether that's uh, politicians, you know, religion, what have you, um, you know, everything has, you know, corruption to it somewhere. Yes, I agree. 
so continuing on with this picture, though, um, after the rabbit, there is also um, a black hood or a black robe on the floor, people pointed out, which just looks really odd, um, you know, next to this kid kind of folded real neat. Um, one of the first things I noticed in the picture, and this was in the other pictures with the kids, too, they're wearing shoes that don't fit them. They're obviously adult size shoes, which is just weird. But this kid has bright red shoes. Um, oh. And, you know, we've all heard, um, oh, you know, the theory, the, the conspiracy theory yeah. of the red shoes um, and stuff. But, you know, it, also you look at like, you know, little Nas X did the whole red shoe thing, you know, not not too long ago and stuff. But he's got these bright red shoes on, which uh, has been tied to pedophilia um, as yeah, well. Some wild, weird stuff with that. I'm I'm sure there is something behind that. I'm just not sure exactly what, but I right. guarantee you there is. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just normal, normal cow leather or whatever is normally used to make mm-hmm. shoes. Even if it's made mm-hmm. out of that and it's normal red dye, mm-hmm. there is a reason why all these people have them on at the same time together. It's to represent mm-hmm. something. Right. Right. So, and then there's also the, it looks like, um, you know, the caution crime tape in the pictures and, um, a lot of, it, it has Balenciaga on it, but in the one photo, it just, it shows Bell, which we all know is a Canaanite God that was, um, children were sacrificed to. Um, he is also associated with Moloch and in the Bible, there are passages that say, you know, thou shall not pass your children through the flames of Moloch. Um, so Baal is a Canaanite God and, um, people saw that and pointed that out. Um, which is weird because I was like, how could that even happen by mistake? Because Balenciaga, it's B-A-L, not B-A-A-L. Mm-hmm. So how did that tape even get messed up to be B-A-A-L? So I haven't figured that out. So to me, that that's just, that almost seems really intentional, like, because that's not even how, I don't know how they did that. Oh, wait, so they do actually have something where they do spell it out the right way? Yes, yes, oh. it's B-A-A-L. Because, see, that um, was like a thing that kind of screwed me up. With the whole thing of like people showing like you know Baal is king, I don't remember mm. that whole you know thing. That translation, showing. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, well, first off, I'm like, it's not spelt the same way, and if you mm-hmm. do the reverse translation, right. it doesn't match up at all. It says mm-hmm. something completely different. But I guess mm-hmm. if they did intentionally possibly spell it wrong once, they could have been trying to at least make a reference. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. you can't cover yeah. that up. Yeah, that's, that's a little weird. The, the, the first translation that they did, they actually like because they would break up the the name Balenciaga, and that one, the one that came out that said um, Baal is king, is B A A L, and then they broke up the rest of the way. Now there's another way they broke it up, and it was confirmed, um, I guess to to Latin or something. Um, it was they did it B A L, and there's some spaces and stuff but it what came out as do what you want which you know we all know goes back to Crowley with do what thou wilt so um but I didn't pay too much attention to those um just I didn't know like um how concrete that was um but I do think they're interesting um enough to point out so um the other interesting thing, and um, I did not find this, but um, if anybody listens to Isaac Weishaupt, um podcast, um, he noticed there was a 666 on the wall. It's hard to see, but um, he mentioned it. And so um, I, I, I noticed it too. So all these things just, you know, seem kind of too many coincidences to be coincidences in these pictures. Yeah. Um, I mean, after everything that you even just covered, and I'm sure there's other <laughs> stuff, it just seems a little coincidental that everything is in those pictures. Mm-hmm. And then, when you um, mentioned the red shoes, was there anything on them, like any drawings, or were they just like regular red no, shoes? No, they looked like um, regular red sneakers, they um, like Converse or anything looking like. No, that nothing anything. like that. Which I, because I know the whole Converse thing, like uh, the past year that came out. Because I'm like, okay, I guess I'm done buying Converse shoes. Oh, the green um, Converse <laughs> shoes with the heart on it. I, From I the school didn't shooting, know it made about me think those about ones, them. but I, I had the ones um, that they were came out with the satanic um, photo shoot. Um, 
Oh. I don't know, it was some designer. Yeah, it was like in the back. past year or so. Yes. So I'm like, I guess I'm going to be a Vans girl from now on. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so moving, um, you know, on, there's some really unsavory characters in here. And I really, um, if we're going to, if we're talking about like what's in the pictures, we'll continue with that. And then I'll um, move on to some of these fashion designers. Yeah, whatever but, um, in the other um, ad campaign where they had the, um, the Supreme Court case, they also had two books um, in the shoot. Um, one was by um, Matthew Barney, and that was called The Cream Master Cycle. And then the other one was by Michael Bormans, and it was called As Sweet As It Gets. Um, both these guys are pretty dark. Um, Matthew Barney, he um, who did The Cream Master Cycle, which is actually a film, and the book is about the film, um, but he's an American contemporary artist and film director who works in the fields of sculpture, film, photography, and drawing. His artwork pieces explore connections among geography, bi biology, geology, and mythology, as well as themes of failure. Um, he's best known as the producer and creator of the Cree Master Films, which is a series of five sequential films. And I do believe I read they don't all go in order necessarily, but they were made over a period of eight years. And that was between 1994 to 2002. Um, okay. So the Master is a muscle that connects the scrotum to the male body. And according to um, Guggenham Museum curator, Nancy Spector, um, she says that this Spectre. is a conceptual. Spectre is the last name. Yep, Spectre. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> its conceptual depart departure point is the male cremaster muscle, the primary function which is to raise and lower the testes in response to temperature. The project is filled with anatomical allusions to the position of the reproductive organs during embryonic process of sexual differentiation. Cremaster one represents the most ascended or undifferentiated state. Cremaster five, the most descended or differentiated. The cycle repeatedly returns to those moments during sexual development in which the outcome of the process is still unknown. In Barney's metaphoric universe, these moments represent a condition of pure potentiality. As the cycle evolved over eight years, Barney looked beyond biology as a way to explore the creation of form, employing narrative models from other realms such as bi biography, mythology, I'm sorry, that's biology, mythology, and geology. Um, and there was an article in The Guardian by Jonathan Jones um, titled The Mythmaker. And he said it was one of the most imaginative and brilliant achievements in the history of avant-garde cinema, which is um, avant-garde is like experimental oh, film. Yeah, it's a yeah. French term for experimental film. Abstract stuff. Uh, yeah. mm -hmm, right. So... Um, Let's see. So he said, it really is avant-garde with scarcely any dialogue and a tottering mega structure of myth and symbol from Mormonism to Masonic ritual to Celtic legend. Um, he said, Barney's world is defined by death metal and Vaseline and his myths all have their point of origin and their destination in the Cream Master. So um, it talks about Mentions in the Cream Master, it's like, what? Mention the Mormons Mormon? and Masons. So, so there is um, five, like I said, um, parts to the Cremaster cycle, and um, there is a lot of uh, tons, tons, tons of Freemasonry stuff. Um, but you and know, it's all it about breaks, sexu they, sexual stuff. I mean, that's what I'm getting out of this. Too, um, right? I mean, yeah, that's kind of, that kind of too. Um, I can give a a brief overview of what each Cremaster film involves um sure. but um so i mean they even talk about like Hiram abyss and um his murder and stuff and they show freemason sim symbols in it and stuff um and occult symbols but so uh the first cream master um parodies the musical extravaganzas of buzz busby berkeley's filter through the lens of lenny Riffenstahl's third Reich athletics Course, course girls form shifting outlines of reproductive organs on a blue astroturf football field. Their movements determine 
from above by a blonde starlet who miraculously inhabits two Goodyear blimps simultaneously and creates anatomical diagrams by lining up rows of grapes. Now, I know, I think it's in the first Cremaster. They actually have, like, the Rainbow Girls, which was a group for Freemasons, um, daughters to participate in. Um, just, it, it was kind of like the equivalent to the Demolay for boys. Um, but this yeah. was a group for girls. So, like, girls, that would be Eastern Star. But they talk about the Rainbow Girls and that. I have heard so, of that with the Eastern Star, yes. So I've even um, come across, I think... Honestly, I think I really first heard about the Rainbow Girls because of, um, and it wasn't, it was again, it was one of those things that we left out of the Skimwalker series. Well, we got into Mormons and started getting into their ties to Freemasonry. Somehow I came mm-hmm. across the Rainbow Girls. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, shit, I, I only had known of the Eastern Star, honestly, at that point. Yeah, and my, uh, my grandpa wasn't very high up in Freemason, um, but my mom... She uh, was a rainbow girl, and um, sh- she still has this rainbow girl book. And I, I must have gotten a hold of it when I was little because I drew all over it. Um, so, but my dad always used to um, joke with my mom because when they were dating, he would sometimes go pick her up from rainbow girl meetings, and he would always joke around and be like, "What are you doing? Are you chanting in there, doing sacrifices?" He's like, you know, just giving her a hard time and everything about that. Um, so. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. But um, so Cremaster 2 is a gothic western based loosely on the real life story of Gary Gilmore, um, who was executed in Utah for the murder of two men. Gilmore's biography is conveyed through a series of fantastical sequences, including an occultist seance enacted with ectoplasm and bee pollen to signify his conception and a bee prison pollen. rodeo staged in a cast salt arena to represent his death by firing squad. The film's plot unfolds the question, the inevitability of man's fate as it is reflected in and witnessed by the expansive landscape. Um, so Cremaster 3 is like the really big one of all the films, and it's the longest. I think it's a few hours. Um, and it, it's, yeah, I've seen some pictures from it, and it's, it's just really weird. Um, I know a lot of it was filmed in the Chrysler building. Um, but... Let's see here. Um, it's a part zombie thriller, part gangster film. As the final installment in the cycle, which, uh, I said, like I said again, um, they didn't film these all in order. Um, the film is a distillation of the artist's major themes and signature aesthetic. The devices filtered through an elaborate symbolic matrix involving Freemasonry, Celtic lore, and Art Deco design. Set in New York's Chrysler oh. Building, the film also includes detours to the Guggenheim Museum's Frank Lloyd Wright building, to the Harness Track in Saratoga Springs, to Giant's Causeway in Northern Ireland, and to Fingal's Cave on Staffa, an island in the Scottish Hebrides. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. So, But it was really weird because there was this one scene in the um, Cremaster 3, and I had seen stills of it. And they're kind of... um, Actually, uh, Matthew Barney was... um, the one in like this dentist chair and they're like shoving like this stuff in his mouth and his mouth is bleeding. And then like they have him on a table and these guys were, had like Freemason, like apparel on and stuff like aprons or something. And they're shoving like this metal in his mouth and stuff. And, um, he, his, his guts pretty much come out as, butt, and they show, they show this picture. And I'm just like, this is, this is art. Like, really? Like, this is, I don't know. Like, I I, I don't know how they come up with these concepts and stuff. Like, it's just really, I don't know. But um, it was, it was really strange. And it, I know I had mentioned to you before, but it almost reminded me of the movie The Cell. Like, it it just, Mm -hmm. like, looking at these screenshots and stuff. Like, I didn't care to try to find it or watch it. Like, I I don't have enough time to sit there and watch that kind of work. Well, and you said it was even a long one, too, right? Yes, yes, yeah. So, um, so moving on, Cremaster 4 um, is part vaudeville, part Victorian comedy of manners, and part road movie. It is set on the Isle of Man, a topographical body punctured by orifices and passageways, where a motorbike race trout transverse the landscape. A dandified tap-dancing satire roots his way through a treacherous underwater canal, 
and three burly in by gender fairies picnic on a grassy knoll. Um, the film portrays sheer drive and its eternal struggle to perset to surpass itself. And so the final cream master film, um, let's see, is performed as a lyric opera and set against the barcode backdrop of the Hungarian state opera house, complete with ribbon Jacobin pigeons to lovelorn queen and her tragic hero. This narrative flows from the gilded proncinium arch of the theater to the aquish underworld of Budapest, the new river to humid Gerlert baths inhabited by hermaphroditic water sprites frolicking in a pool of pearl bubbles. Oh, you said um, a lot. Uh, hermaphrodites. You said, uh, yeah. Did you say Nibiru yeah. too? Nibiru? Uh, there was something else you said too. Fuck, I forgot. Something you said I was going to go back Yeah, to. there's a lot. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of um, Masonic allegory there um, within within all five chapters they mention. Um so there's even yeah. like a lot of Mormon, like you mentioned bees before. I mean, you the Mormons use mm-hmm. the beehive. There's right. like a lot of I noticed. Uh, I think like commonalities between Mason stuff and Mormon stuff. Yeah, there mm-hmm. that you just mentioned, which is really interesting. Utah, <laughs> right. you said that one was took place in Utah, also, right? What's that? Didn't you say one of them took place like the character uh, was in the Utah? Chrysler Building. No, but I thought like one of the stories. Didn't you say the person like something? Oh, took place yeah, in Utah? I think there was something about that. Yeah, yeah. one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he's. I guess is Matthew Barney. I guess he was married to um the music artist Bajork. How do you oh, say her name? Bjork. Bjork. But she's yeah. a little weird. Um, and he has a daughter with her. I um, forgot all about her. Is she even doing anything anymore? She's I, so I have no no clue. No mm. clue. <laughs> but um yeah, his stuff is really weird and there's a lot of like like I said, Freemasonry, Mormonism, occult symbolism and everything on that. Um and he just seems to be one of those people that operates on a different wavelength than the rest of us. I don't know. And that was uh, and that's and that's one of the two books that was on yes, the shelf. Yes. Is Matthew Barney's um Cremaster Cycle. So the second book is by um, Michael Bormans, and it's called As Sweet As It Gets. So Michael Bormans is a contemporary Belgian painter and filmmaker who lives in Ghent. He's best known for his contemporary surrealism and figurative um, paintings. So the book As Sweet As It Gets documents an exhibition of his titled Fire from the Sun. In 2018, the inaugural show took place at David Zwerner's Gallery in Hong Kong. So Fire from the Sun portrays children aged two or three in various stages of play with fire and what appears to be human limbs, even hair. Um, The children are all light-skinned, Sistine-style cherubs, sometimes covered in blood. The children do not appear to be distressed or disturbed. Um, In some of the paintings, the children are in process of disappearing, phantom bodies not quite removed from their gruesome acts. Um, more poetically, the visible existence of disappearance suggests the impossibility of a clean escape from a bloody episode. Um, importantly, Bormans chose to depict children too young to have clear memories. In some fictional feature, they might be unreliable carriers of this formative origin story or trauma. While the fire and probable cannibalism imply some sort of ritual, the works are most chilling as sketches of random violence, casual and instinctual. The depicted characters break with one tight cast, angelic while fitting demon. Um, just as the title suggests, that which illuminates our existence can likewise set it ablaze. Um, so these, these are, I, I guess, are the the pictures that like just really blew me away and made um, that Italian food gate. Uh, <laughs> Art look so much more tame. Um, you know what this even makes, you know what this rem- even reminds me of is like <laughs> stuff with uh, God damn, what was that? Or people were selling shit on there, and like you know they're looking at like what was on the bookshelves, and like it was like a pillow for like ten grand. I can't remember what the hell that was called. That was on some website, but there was like shit going on with that. It just reminds me of that a little bit too. And that was like all added into that gate stuff. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But um, I mean they. they you know, 
they're pictures of toddlers and yeah, they're covered in blood. They're, they're holding on to hands and feet, like severed hands and feet. And, uh, there's fire and like, um, I can't tell some people, like I've heard both, like whether they're holding hair or holding heads. Um, it's hard to tell, but they're definitely got hair in their hands. Um, and it's just a bloody mess with kids in it. Like, I don't, I don't know. Very dark and disturbing. Like, I don't know why. I don't know. I feel like art, I get like art shouldn't be censored, but where, where is the line drawn? Like, I mean, like where it gets way too dark and way, like, I don't know. Um, I don't see how someone sees that as art. That just seems like disturbed, deranged. Like, I don't know. Like, um, so it, it was really, really strange um and those those pictures were pretty pretty disturbing and those i think out of everything i had seen like so far with everything i think those were the most shocking to me and i'm like please tell me people like don't buy this stuff but then i'm like oh well podestas buy you know the artwork that they buy so i'm sure somebody buys this stuff like but i i don't know why someone would want to own something like that um there also was another um exhibition that he did that I found kind of interesting and it was called black mold and that's M O U L D. Mm. And it was named after a song by a New Zealand indie rock band, the Phoenix foundation. And it's a series of small paintings, each one containing a black road figure wearing a hood shaped like a Bishop's hat, mm. which extends over the face. So you don't see the face. Um, these sinisterly attired individuals are apparently rehearsing a dance. It's as if they're preparing for a secret ritual or initiation ceremony. There is more than a little occult about them. Um, the largest work in the exhibition depicts a painting of uh, curling autumnal leaves propped up against the wall behind a Christian ceramic figure. Four robed characters stand before this display, two of which lift their robes bearing their naked bottoms to the viewer. One of the characters holds a severed hand. In the last room, the faceless men are juggling flaming limbs and smearing blood on the walls. If there were any doubt that these mysterious little people have malicious intentions, we can be now be sure. Um, and Borman said, with these paintings, he says, depicts the dark side of humanity, but also they are just paint on a panel. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know. He, he he likes to paint a lot of dark stuff and seems like there's some occult stuff in it. Um, he uses kids and stuff. That's just yeah, um, it, it's very, very strange. Um, well, it cer- certainly doesn't help the fact of the conspiracy that was going around about this whole situation. Mm-hmm. You know, these, these people's stuff being on a, their books being on the shelf. I'm sure. It's right. Like, I mean, they, right. It's it not happenstance. I don't think, you know, it, no, not at all. I mean, cause they both are very, very like dark, dark material. Um, and yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Like his, his stuff was really dark and I don't know what would possess someone to paint, you know, uh, children holding body limbs and stuff. Um, but it just, that reminds me who that uh, comedian. Oh, I think she was. I don't even know who she is. That that some crazy chick with like red hair that had that photo of like holding Trump's head. Oh, is that Kathy Griffith? Yeah, is that... yeah, yeah. It reminds me of that. Yeah, think... yeah. She's she's uh, she's something else too. Um. So, but yeah. So these were the two books of the artists that were on the table, like that internet sleuth saw and then looked up. Um. So now I was going to um, move on to some of the key players, um, sure. fashion and stylists. Um, Let's hear uh, The one big name um, that everybody's been talking about is La- uh, Lada Volkova, um, who worked with Balenciaga, not on this campaign that came up in controversy, though, but um, through you know people digging into Balenciaga, they came across her. Um, but she was born in Russia, um, a fashion stylist linked to Balenciaga, and she's also um, worked for Vogue, Adidas, Chanel, Jean-Paul Gaultier. Um, so she worked alongside Balenciaga's creative um, director, Demna, who we talked about. Um, Demna is his first name. His last name's Gasalia. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, 
but she worked um, with Balenciaga and Denna up until 2018. And then her and Denna co-created a brand called Vetements. Um, so there's a lot of people um, going onto her Instagram, pulling uh, suspect pictures, um, which she then made her Instagram private. But some of the disturbing in- images posted on it, there was a lot of like satanic images, um, blood, violence, inappropriate suggestive photos of kids or or paintings or art in distress, the bears, the pedo bears. Um, she even had some BDSM bears on her Instagram, um, very similar to what was in the ad. Um, so, so um, there was also a photo that was circulating people thought it was her it was um a woman dressed in all red and she had like these red painted baby dolls um but that actually was not her so um i'm just wanted to point that out because a lot of people think that is her and it's recently come out um that that was incorrect that's not her um but she uh is friends with um, mark jacobs who's a big fashion designer and he's always commenting on her um Instagram. Um, one picture is it's really weird. It looks like a a child that almost looks like John Benet Ramsey. Um, it's like a I, I don't know. I don't think it's a, I can't remember if it's an actual photo or like a painting or something. But and um, it, it's just very kind of sexualized. And um, Mark Jacobs, you know, posted you know oh so good or whatever, and it was just like really weird. Um, some. <laughs> some of uh, she's also um some of the um images of like the the kids in distress or being sexualized or um depictions of child abuse um is this artist claudia um claudia mate that she's a big fan of um also some of the captions she has um you know are well i should say for she's got a lot of satanic imagery too like she had a picture of um like this little cavern and it had like a, you know, the, the upside down pentagram and the Rams skull head. And it looked like there's a table there. Like it was a place just people would hang out and drink or something. Or there was another one um, where it showed a devil like figure. And then in front of him was a woman um, naked in the middle of a pentagram um, spread Eagle. Uh, there was another shirt she made with an upside down pentagram and a woman with a cr- uh, upside down cross. So um, just wanted to throw that out there before I mentioned some of the captions um, that she included on some of these photos. Uh, the devil made her do it. Um, she had a, a picture and it was just text and it said devil worshipers perform gruesome rituals in forests. Wow. And I thought that was really interesting because we've all heard, you know, the stories of, um, you know, whether it's human hunts or Uh, rich rituals, you know, to sacrifices going on in forests and stuff. Um, So I thought that was peculiar. Um, There was another picture of her um, wearing a cannibal corpse shirt in a church in New Orleans. And the caption was best place to practice. Um, oh, and it was so, in New Orleans, though, you said, too, right? Yes. Interesting. Yes. Um, and Cannibal Corpse, like, <laughs> is a heavy metal band, and they've got some really, really vulgar, like, terrible lyrics. Like, um, definitely uh, shock value there. Uh, They're probably one of the biggest so, names in death metal, actually. Yeah, pro- no, that's true. Like, for sure. It's not – if you know any names of death metal bands um that's probably going to be one of the top ones in there uh let's see so she also there's also like this weird um image she posted uh some type of artwork it to me it looked like a sour patch kid or something but she hashtagged it moloch um which huh. was interesting so she knows who um, moloch is at least if she did the hashtag yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that might have right. been autocorrect. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, so, um, so she has also had two of her like good friends are um, Gasha Rubchinsky, 
who was a cute, he is a um, Russian streetwear, streetwear fashion designer, and he himself has been accused of asking minors for lewd um, pictures, but mm-hmm. denied that, you know, said he was asking for pictures, like, for casting purposes and such, you know, and, you know, something about, like, you know, when he would ask them with, you know, pictures with shirts off or in their underwear and stuff, it was looking at hip volume and crap like that, and I'm like... Yo, who was the serial killer that went around acting like a photographer? You should know this. I know that's your stuff. I know you're interested. Uh, Dahmer do that? Yeah, didn't Dahmer do that like a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, he liked to take pictures like uh, of um, people. Yeah, and they found um, a whole uh, drawer of the Polaroids. Um, I was just thinking. So yeah. So and then another one of her friends is Albin Albin Adam, and he's a London-based creative fashion designer. And these these three like. you know, there's really weird things like, in, including on Lada Volkova's page, like liking young boys, young kids, like, you know, young kids and stuff. And um, a lot of times they look like they're in distress or like they're victims, you know, the dark circles under their eyes, the mm-hmm. malnourished look. Um, Regardless of what it is so far, what I've gotten, and no matter how you want to look at it, art, advertising or whatever, everything mm-hmm. that you have mentioned, they all seem to use children in their art regardless of what it is mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is just very red flag coincidental like, right like it's very coincidental yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. right so um she also had another picture um on her instagram and i don't know if you remember in the shining like the elevators where all the blood like yeah, starts coming in course. stuff so she posted um a picture um and there are some users commenting on it. And one, the one commented, you know, bloodlust. Another one um, commented, hashtag Red Room. And I found that interesting because um, Red Room's, um, you know, conspiracy theory or not, I don't know. But Red Rooms are supposedly like where they film yeah. people being killed yeah. and stuff. So, um, Almost like I, snuff type stuff, unfortunately. Right. Right. And so, but I didn't see anybody make a tie to that. Um, but when I heard red room, I, you know, I've heard of what red rooms are and like, you know, uh, that, you know, people who pay a bunch of money can witness these things, you know, mm-hmm. online and stuff. So that came to mind. Um, she also had a photo of the back of Genesis, Genesis Peorage who uh, is like huge occultist, um, yeah. no longer here, passed away, but um, was the founder of the Temple of Psychic Youth. Um, so that was someone, you know, she looked up to. Youth. Again, youth. Mm, yeah. <laughs> She's also worked with um, <clears throat> a no- another known pedophile named Terry Richardson. Jesus um, Christ. So, Yeah. And then, and this is just she, one of the people that are associated with these. Yeah, right? yeah. All yeah. these people around this one person. Yeah. So, the and then she had like these curious photos of like bathhouses, and um, you know, someone like mentioned that you know something like sex room or something, and then she she has these pictures of her and with with really you know young adolescent looking boys. Um, just really kind of like disturbing um, stuff. But again, she made her um, Instagram private. Um, There was a, I have to give credit to um, this Twitter user, Curious Light, who posted a thread where you can still find all these photos. Um, And I can send you that link later on. Okay. um, Just because... I, you know, I don't know how YouTube would, would take to all uh, these images. So, um, but they, they compiled a lot in their research um, and was able to archive these photos um, since, you know, her Instagram went private. So, um, and then I think the last person that would... Um, would be good to mention is um, someone by the name of Rachel Chandler and uh, she was a professional photographer and modeling agent and she's co-founder of Midland Modeling Agency which lists clients such as Balenciaga, Gucci, Marnie, Miu Miu, Louis Vuitton, St. Lawrence, Zara, Gap, um, Telfar and Jason Wu. 
But she, there are pictures of her with Bill Clinton years ago, and people are claiming, um, you know, that it was on Lolita Express or something, but that she had been to Epstein Island. Um, allegedly, she did go to Epstein Island, and supposedly she posted CCTV pics from the island, according to this one um, person, Ollie London. Um, but there's been pics with her of Bill Clinton, and many of her models, like um, you look at, they're, they're, they're adolescents and young adults, and they look like they're traffic or abuse victims. They have bruises. Um, the one boy I saw like had bruises on his like neck and his like collarbone or shoulder area. Um, they have black eyes, dark circles or bags in their eyes, pale, malnourished. Um, so there's a lot of speculation to her recruiting um kids for the modeling agency world um and everyone talks about how how these um models look like trafficking victims um but that you know and there's so much more like i I kept is you know you go down one rabbit hole after another and it's like i don't like if I keep going, I'm never going to get to the bottom. Like <laughs> this. Or you'll start forgetting be, some of the stuff uh, you did prior. You know, yeah. the, this show would have to be a continuance into you know, like I'm like I don't. I'm trying to figure out like, and it may seem PC here and there, but um, I was trying to at least get like the bulk of the most important parts and characters and what's what really was disturbing and what really has like caused the backlash and stuff and um you know how blatant some of this stuff was out there if you just looked for it it didn't take much like it didn't take me a lot of research to find any of this stuff out um you know whether i used the google search engine or DuckDuckGo, even though it's um owned by google now but um you know this wasn't hard stuff to find and it's you know i laugh because like you know uh the new york post like they were bringing up in a lot of their articles, um, the issues that people were seeing in Balenciaga. And then in another article, they were laughing at them and like, you know, kind of like, Oh, conspiracy theorists and stuff like that. And it's like, you're contradicting yourself. Like, you know, like, so, um, but it, it it just seems, you know, like, like a really dark world and a lot of stuff's going on. And I don't think it's all by coincidence. Like, I mean, how many coincidences does it take before it's not coincidence anymore? Like I, I, yeah, no, I think you actually did a really good job at that. I mean, uh, there was a lot, the whole thing was, is that there was something up with possibly children or youth and you're just showing more of a com. you know, that's everybody that you just went over that's associated Mm -hmm. with them. All have Mm -hmm. that as a common thread with them too. So, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe there's some validity to some of the, accusations or some of the ideas about this situation you know it looks like there could be mm-hmm. and you know a lot of this stuff you know it has probably been going on like we said like you know just mentioning before there was epstein there was always someone before epstein yeah. you know the internet has opened you know doors for people to be able to research and dig deeper into things um that they weren't once able to do, you know, before it was like, you know, go to the library and stuff. And even if you went to the library, it doesn't mean you're going to find it in a book or in like an archive or on the micro fish, whatever, you know? Um, so, you know, um, it's yeah, all they still have that anymore. I think so. I think so. <laughs> um, you said that, you know, but, um, you know, it's, it's so easy to date. You know, all this information is, you know, right at the end of your fingertips. You you just have to to look and stuff. And, um, you know, it's it's out there. And I, I you know, I yeah, don't know. See, that's the whole thing. You know, if you're going to spend the time to look for it, a lot of times people, it's just a meme. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, mean, right. I think that's a good point. I mean, uh, people are interested in that topic. Maybe actually just look into it yourself and don't look at memes. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, you can't. That That's not a good place to get your information from. They yeah. might be funny, um, but that's about the extent. That that was great, though. I think you really did a fantastic job with that. You actually did a lot better than I even expected. Totally. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thanks. I yeah. was like, felt like I was jumping all over the place. But 
like I said, there's so much to cover. I mean, like, just I mean, really, just those the, the guys on the shelves, and then these other last two people, just those four things alone. There was just a lot mm-hmm. of stuff just entailed with them and the type of stuff they do. Yeah, and, and like I guess you know what will make this even crazier is when you know viewers actually look at those pictures themselves and stuff because that's that's you know what what drives it home and like i said you know i wasn't sure that youtube would take kindly uh, well send you me know. the links anyway and i'll put them inside the yeah regardless. and yeah. you know whether you want to put them on your social media or something too you know that's that's something else you could I, do I, um i may try and maybe just toss in a few of them anyway as i make the video over mm-hmm. the video maybe so if people are watching this uh, or listening, uh, there may actually be some photos. If there's some I think I can toss in, I'll just throw them in anyway as we're talking. So definitely check out the video because there will be some photos at least. I'll, I'll add something. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then I'll leave the links at the bottom and people can check that out if they want to see more. You know. Mm-hmm. But uh, thank you so much, uh, Nix. I really appreciate that. You really – that was – I had a great time. And you told me a lot that I had uh, no idea about. Again, like I said, it was just it was a hot topic that I just didn't have the time to invest in. But I d- d- definitely have piqued my interest about it a hell of a lot more now. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, it it was quite the the topic to take on because, like I said, again, like it's a never ending like one rabbit hole to the next, and you know, I'm sure I just only scratched like the surface, you know, of what there is there. So, and kudos to uh, the people out there, you know, who actually, you know, did the research, you know, and stuff like this curious, curious of light on Twitter and stuff like, um, you know, providing such great information and archiving those photos before they were, you know, scrubbed. Um, so the rest of us could see, you know, what was going on. That's great. Yeah, and I'll, like I said, I'll definitely, if you get me that link, I'll definitely throw it in the bottom. For sure. For uh, sure. Let everybody know your Instagram again. Yeah, so it's Nyx, and that's N-Y-X, period, 1223. I'm on Instagram. Like I said, I just started the account, so you're not going to find much on there, but it is my hope in the future to start um, putting, you know, more information out there in the near future. Awesome. Thank you very much. And uh, mm-hmm. hopefully, uh, eventually, I will get you on for the occult uh, crimes that uh, you yes. told me about. That I'm very interested in. I, I think the listeners would love that as well. I'm very excited yeah. about that. But. Yeah, that's a wild one, too. So much, you know, that the media isn't reporting on or, you know, not giving all the details of um, and just, you know, saying that they're just regular crimes or whatever, and there's mm-hmm. definitely a call overtones and undertones. Oh, now, so. just from the little snippets of things that you've sent me. I was just like, oh, yeah, wow, yeah. Something here. So, yeah. yeah, I'm excited about that. So hopefully uh, that will be uh, maybe in a few weeks or a month after this drops. Sure. Uh, thank you very much for coming on again. I, I appreciate Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. You no, know, and I appreciate you taking the courage to even, like, finally come on. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I mean, I I know my, there's plenty, you know, and this is a thing that I constantly advertise about the Element server. There are people that listen to my show that know so much more about other things that I don't. So, I mean, you know, I'll have you on my show as well, you know, yeah. just make sure it's yeah. presentable. You know what I'm saying? Right. I right. don't know everything. That's why I have guests <laughs> on. I only know, I know a little bit about what I'm into <laughs> and that's it, you know? So... Just because people don't have a show doesn't mean that they don't ha- they can't present something, you know. So I, right. I thank you for having the courage to do that, to come on, and you know, I'm putting that out there for all the listeners too. If you're able sure. to present the topic, get in touch with me, and we can make it happen. Possibly, you know, I have no problem doing that. Uh, and definitely check out the Element Server. Like I was saying before, there's plenty of people in there that know so much more about plenty of other things I have no idea about. So check that out too. Uh, her link is in the bottom. Go follow that account. If you enjoyed her stuff, go check it out. Uh, all my stuff and all my links are in the bottom. Uh, I do also want to mention I have a new Twitter. Please follow the new Twitter if you want to catch the Twitter lives and if you want to really see anything posted from me or the occult rejects going forward. The other account is just not being used or whatever. Uh, the new link for that is in the bottom. Check that out. And uh, yeah, until the next one, everybody be well. Later.